From the newest developments in realty and construction to the hottest trends in design lifestyle, we bring you the top thought leaders, most trusted brands, and the most exciting projects in the industry to guide you in acquiring, building, and living in your home wherever it may be. I'm Jules Cruz. I'm John Aguilar. And I'm Isa Litton. Come home to Realty TV Podcast. Welcome to Realty TV Podcast. Real estate investments are definitely exciting, but it takes a certain finesse to get it right and make the most of it. Realty TV Podcast is here to guide you through bringing you the hottest real estate trends, newest developments, and most trusted thought leaders to pave your path to real estate success. This is a spin-off show of Philippine Realty TV, the first real estate and construction TV show in the Philippines, airing since 2008 and now on its 18th season. Philippine Realty TV is the top of mind television medium for anything related to the real estate and construction industries. Now we welcome you to its new podcast form. Realty TV podcast will present more in-depth discussions and features on everything real estate. Realty TV podcast is available everywhere you listen to your podcast and also has video versions on YouTube and Facebook. Greetings to our listeners from the Philippines, Asia, and beyond. Now, for those of you who have been watching Philippine Realty TV, you may be wondering, why expand the show to the podcasting platform? That's because as a show, we've always had the streak of evolving along with the times. So for those who have followed the show since the first season, you would recognize that the show started off featuring different suppliers and projects of developers. So a couple of seasons later, we forayed into our first development project, which was myself building my first home, which we aptly titled Project First Home. Now, we weren't only featuring the developments, we were actually developing our own projects. So through the years, we've been building different concept homes on the show. So everything from building my first home, building a green home, uh, building a flood adaptive home, which uh, has a floatable carport that will allow your car to float, all the way to what we're building now, which is uh, Project Smart Home 2.0, which will have all of the bells and whistles, full automation, the works. So we are going to be doing a lot of these reality-based building projects on the show in the years to come. And from there, we just continued expanding our scope. So we're building more homes and scaling the business. And the impetus behind Philippine Realty TV crossing over into podcasting is hinged on that principle of continuous innovation. Not to mention our desire to make the show remain relevant to the constantly changing needs and interests of our audience. We realized that with the growing popularity of podcasting, not only in the Philippines, but worldwide, this is a new and exciting way to continue reaching the dynamic real estate market and provide them with the latest scoop in the industry. Here on Realty TV Podcast, we'll be having three different segments so that we can cover as much ground as we can. The first one is Realty Spotlight. So here we'll be featuring different developments, whether they're residential, commercial, or industrial projects. The second is Realty Talk, which is a thought leadership series where we'll have discussions with some of the most renowned figures in the real estate industry. And the third is Supplier Showcase, where we get acquainted with the best of the best industry suppliers today. So that's a lot of ground to cover. 
and I will introduce to you now my co-hosts in this journey. First off, I'll introduce to you one of my co-hosts for the show. Her profession is, well, she's a real estate marketing executive, but her passion lies in interior decorating. And it's a passion that she shares through her blog, The Style Hobbyist, and her YouTube channel, Jules Styles. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Jules Cruz. Hi, Jules. Hi, John. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, wow. It's, it's great to have you here, Jules. You know, we've known each other for a number of years. Uh, you were with the Century Properties Group. Yes, so, and today, yes. I've been with the industry along with you, and I've seen your company grow, and I'm so happy to be part of your journey right now. You know, Jules, before, I think we had like this uh, typical uh, client and um, service provider relationship <laughs> where we were the service provider because we, we featured uh, the projects of, of, of your company. But, but right now, uh, we are in a very unique time in history where people like you, you know, you, you have a quote-unquote gay job, but you get <laughs> to exercise your, your creative passions in other ways and also as a side hustle. So uh, talk to us about first, I guess, your, your role in uh, your current company right now. And later on, we can get to passion, which is interior decorating. Um, a little bit of background um, though, John, I got acquainted with real estate at a very young age because my mom was a realtor. Um, that's how they call it during the 90s, right? I used to attend open house sales with her, seeing her win icebreaker sales. And to me at that time, it, I was fascinated by it. I, I, she was selling house and lots, um, lots outside of Metro Manila. And that's how she practically took care of us. So that's how um, I realized that, you know, when I was choosing a profession, I knew that I had to be in communications because, you know, I, I'm a creative person. I love communicating with people. And I was choosing the industry to be part of. And I asked myself, what do I want to have when I grow older? What, what's my ultimate aspiration? And the, and the answer was simple, to have your own home. I want to have my own home. I want to build it. I want to invest. Like a lot of people, yes. Like, like, like a lot of people. It's an aspiration to, to all of us. That's why I chose this industry. And I was lucky enough to grow with a company, um, Century Properties. When I first entered the company, I was a public relations um, associate. I started from, from the ground up, basically with them. I grew up with them, um, the Antonio family. And, and that's how I met you. Uh, we worked together in several many um, segments to promote our project. And I, I was grateful for that experience. And then after that, um, I knew that the natural progression for me is to, to, to create something that's an, a natural extension to what I do, which is really um, marketing, um, making people realize that having your own home is a tangible asset that you can pass on to the next generation. It's, it's the ultimate goal. For all of us and so I wanted to create something that also delves into like beautification styling which is something that I love because I love fashion as well I love beautifying things and working with interior designers and if I if I can mention her um, Chad Forrest um, oh my goodness working with her was really fun and that's how I actually got inspired to do decorating um, and luckily a couple of years ago um, a friend of mine you know, suggested to me, why don't you vlog about it? I mean, you're, you're pretty, um, 
I guess, peppy and, and chatty. <laughs> and I'm used to making videos. Um, so that's how I started the Style Hobbyist. And from there, um, you know, referrals came in, people asking me to fix up their condos. And that's it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. You know, it, it, it just goes to show that in these times, people who are creative, though not necessarily, I think we have to make a distinction though. There have been some issues before of people claiming to be or maybe rep- misrepresenting themselves. Mm-hmm. But there is a distinction. And maybe, Jules, you can make this clear about an interior decorator and an interior designer. I yes, think uh, yes. there's a big difference there, right? Yes, I advocate for this because people need to know the difference so they know who to approach uh, when, when they have a need for their home. So an interior designer... Um, creates the design for the it's a full-on plan so they are prc licensed they studied interior design and i have high respect for interior designers now interior decorating is a portion of what they do Um, it only covers uh aesthetics furnishing um we're not allowed to break down walls or structural not nothing structural so something simple so but there is a market for it because there are um, clients who have very minimal needs they just need someone who has a good taste a good eye um, to help them furnish a home so that's how I thought you know of course I'm in marketing I had to create a niche for myself um, to become you know to make it a side hustle of mine and I, I'm happy to service um, homeowners who have very little budget um, and, and making them feel happy about their space it's a very interesting time we now live in, Jules. Yeah. Right now, I, I see for those who are just listening on this podcast and not viewing it on YouTube and Facebook, you're in your condo. And yeah. I know for a fact that you just recently moved in uh, to your condo. <laughs> the whole backstory behind how this happened. You were supposed to get married March of 2020. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take us through that, um, I would say, horrific experience for you. Oh my gosh, John. Yeah, we were supposed to get married March 28th to be exact. And then two weeks before that, um, lockdown happened. So uh, yeah, of course I cried like a real bride. Uh, I thought I wouldn't, but yeah, I thought I was a chill bride, but I cried. And um, yeah, so we had to postpone it because of course for the safety of our guests. And then to top it off, we had to move into our new home. Um, it's been ter- turned over months ahead. And of course, we, I, we were living with, our, with my in-laws, his parents. So we had, to, we had to move because of health reasons as well. Because we, we also need to go in and out of the house. And we didn't want to risk our, our parents' um, health. Um, so imagine the height of the pandemic and moving into your new home, hauling stuff. I mean, imagine that hauling sofa, furniture, it was the highlight of my interior decorating career. I had to accept that I can't fully style it yet, given the the current environment, the situation we have right now, and also for practicality reasons. Um, But that's an experience. And I... I also want to share that, um, you know, how to navigate through this situation right now, how to furnish our homes. And I think the podcast... This podcast is a, is a good venue for um, service providers, for suppliers, for businesses to showcase what they have online 
just so people don't have to leave their homes and see where they can buy the, the latest furniture and accessories. So I think this is a very timely move for you, John. <laughs> Thank you, Jules. You know, I'm also building our family home right now. So our story is we tore down our house. So it was supposed to be a renovation, but we found that the, basically the skeleton of the house could not take the new design because we wanted higher ceilings, uh, bigger footprints. So we tore the whole house down instead of it being a renovation project. So what happened is as we're building, we find ourselves renting uh, an, another house. And because of this pandemic, we ended up extending the timeline. So we got evicted out because our lease expired. And now we're living with uh, my in-laws. So, <laughs> so this is also a very challenging time, Jules, for us, my, my family and I. Because, um, yeah, we're building a house amidst this pandemic. So it's, it's difficult because we still have to go to the site. You know, we, we still have to, I guess, uh, subject ourselves to unnecessary uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we have to do. So I think given the way we are struggling now, I think this will also be something interesting that we can, we can share also with uh, the listeners of the podcast. And we feel that moving forward, I think after we build the house, um, there are a lot of interesting things that right now we find will be different uh, when we move in. I think this pandemic has only hastened uh, not just digitalization, but also a, a renewed way of looking at our homes. And, and as we know now, it's, it's really a place where we now work, play, rest, and do everything that uh, we do. So like you, it, it, it's, it's a struggle for us as well. And, and I'm hoping that, um, well, at least uh, I got married already, right? <laughs> that's, that's out of the way, right? But, uh, but for you, I wish that uh, happened sooner uh, rather than later. And I'm looking forward, Jules, to sharing your thoughts and opinions on, on the show. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I look forward to talking to industry experts. And also a, a good note, um, John, is 70% of incoming home buyers are millennials. Did you know that? Wow. wow. 70%. So this, this podcast is timely and relevant because these home seekers are very studious. The millennial market like to study online. So I'm sure they would appreciate something accessible, information that's accessible, um, conversations that are relevant to them and to make, you know, help them go through the life-changing process of taking the step. <laughs> so, so Jules, when did you exactly start your real estate career when you okay. came on board for corporate? Year 2007. 2007. 2007 to be exact. And at the age of 28, I invested in my very first house and lot. Wow. <laughs> yes. But it was a learning uh, experience for me because at, at the time I realized I wasn't ready. All right. And that's a, it's a, it, that's a big um, realization that we should share as well. Acquiring a property is a big commitment. So you have to think about it very thoroughly. At, at that age, I thought I wanted a house and lot. And then I realized, why do I need a house and lot? I'm just me. I'm just by myself. I don't have, a, I don't have kids. Um, that's why I sold it. And then I moved into a condo in the uh, city. You know, I, I, I know of a couple of people who have done that. I mean, uh, well, in the Philippines, it's, it's a little bit different. I think um, in other countries, depending on the GDP, I think that, that can be done. But here in the Philippines, it's, it's not that easy, right? I mean... Yes. Ideally, you would want to move out and get your own place. But in reality, you find that 
it can be a little bit more difficult in the local context. But in your case, it's a lesson learned. It's a lesson uh, at, least, at least you got to sell the property, right? Because I know some really just have to foreclose on the property. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I realized that condo living is for me because of the proximity to, to where I work, easier management. So that's how, that's how it all started. Right. And right now, uh, you are living in a condo. So mm-hmm. where you are right now, where, where you're filming this, uh, it's in your brand new condo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, you have not, although you are an interior decorator, decorated yet. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Due to health uh, risks, you know, we can't uh, bring in too many workers also. Um, I, I refuse to go out to buy <laughs> because of the exposure. So I've come to terms with it. I, I told myself I'm going to do it um, one uh, part by part. Unlike with my clients, you know how it is, full-on makeover, and then you're going to surprise them by the door. I like that. I want those, that. Uh, reveal shows. Those yes, makeover shows. Then, so you do that. I've done that several times. Wow. I, just, I, would, I just wasn't able to film the reaction because, of course, they're shy to, to be on cam. Uh, but I did that whole thing. How do you do it? Uh, so you have a meeting with a client. So yeah. So through the process. Um, so I have a meeting with, with a client. Normally, they give me pegs because everything is online now. They make their Pinterest boards, uh, which is easy for me. And then from there, I try to, um, I guess, understand their style and their taste. And then, and then I create a quote for them um, and list it detailed in a detailed manner. And then if they're okay with it, Um, I move on with purchasing everything for them. And the agreement is they're not supposed to see the unit yet until I'm done. (laughs) Jules, that's a lot of commitment. So so how's this? They give you a budget. Yep. And that's it. I mean, you you are given blanket authority to make all the big and small decisions. Yes. That's why I I don't accept all projects. Because... um, it's hard if, if a client doesn't want to give you any leeway as well. Um, so if, for example, if a client is abroad, that's the best for me because they're abroad. <laughs> um, and I just finish everything for them. Down to the last, sometimes some, some clients, they don't have time to do it themselves. Down to the last like cutlery, I buy for them. Okay. So it's the whole thing. And remember when Airbnb boomed, short-term leasing remember that right mm-hmm. um people were renting out their condos as uh, short-term um for short-term leasing for passive income right so furnishing a home just for hospitality is actually a different ball game as well because you need to think about wear and tear you know accessories that won't be easily taken out of the unit right and it's not down to the bed sheet right? I mean, yeah. for rent, I mean, no personal artifacts whatsoever, obviously. No personal artifacts, no photos of the clients, all of those things. And of course, uh, a good night's sleep, you have to make sure uh, that your clients get a good night's sleep. So that's another factor. And I think given because of this side hustle, I was able to get to learn more about clients, the market, what they need, what they want, what they're looking for. I, and I think, um, you know, beyond the total contract price the location it's all about what the what the market wants what the client needs right and i think that's a lot of insight that is unique to you because you're on um i guess the developer side as mm-hmm. at the same time you're servicing these clients so i think 
um, holistically, you have a very um, intimate understanding of what people want. And it's not just the cost of the unit, et cetera. It's also how they'll be living in it. And I guess right now, as you're living in a condo yourself, amidst the problems that we now have, I think it's, it's giving you additional input that you can, you can apply to your clients' uh, lifestyles as well. Also, and, 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 and businesses as well. Um, I've always supported small players, furniture makers, accessories, pillow sham makers, all of those businesses. I try to support them because it, it's, a, it's a tough market out there. Um, everybody's online. Um, so to be able to have a platform like this, this podcast to showcase their products and services, I think it's a good um, opportunity for them as well. So thanks, Jules, for that. And now I think it's time to bring in our next guest. So she is our co-host. And she knows a thing or two about hustling because she is one of the ultimate um, out there who really get a lot of things done. And, and I can't even imagine how she gets all of these things done. She is an award-winning host, a film and theater actress, and an assistant director. She is the COO and head trainer of One Lit Corp and my second co-host on Realty TV Podcast. Please welcome the one and only Miss Isa Litton. Hi, Isa. <laughs> Love the intro. Wow. So that's how it's done. Okay. I'm usually the one in your seat. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> pretending because um, I need to be able to uh, introduce the best, one of, one of if not the best uh, female host here in the Philippines. I mean, <laughs> Isa, it's such a pleasure having you uh, here. Thank you, John. A pleasure to be working with you again, uh, again, for opportunities of always keeping me in mind. I am very, very grateful. Super thank you, John, the whole team. Thank you, Isa. You know, a fun fact, Isa, you were my, my first choice to be the host of Philippine Realty TV when I first conceptualized that show back in 2007. So long, long time ago, I had asked you to be the host along with Gabe Mercado. And then when we submitted uh, the profile of the show to ABS-CBN News Channel or ANC that time, um, we unfortunately were told by Maria Ressa, who at that time was head of ANC, that we could not work with you because you were a talent of GMA. Exactly. It's the network wars, you know, naman with competition. Because I was in uh, QTV at the time it wasn't right. even G what was what was it? it became something else gma news mm-hmm. channel something else you know right. but at that time it was qtv so it's okay i mean these things have a, a timing and a reason and no worries i'm still glad that no matter what i work here now and in fact funny enough later on i was hosting for anc diba? so Wait, I, honestly I, I, my I, career has yeah mike i did while. okay franchise tv was in anc remember uh, yes it was for a different show but i think maria ressa wasn't there anymore anymore yeah you know as as a host you are probably one of the most prolific out there and Thank it you. is very obvious because when i look at you when i watch you whether it's on stage or on tv you are the kind of host where you know you just give you give Isa Litton an outline. And for one reason or another, it's like it's perfect. Your delivery, sometimes oh. there's no take two just because, you know, you, you imbibe the script and you say it in such a way that, you know, you, you carry it through. And without any buckle whatsoever, that's, that's really what amazes me. And that's, that's very rare because a host, you know, you're used to maybe doing take two, take three. But you, um, sometimes I'm just so amazed how you can just imbibe a script and boom, you, you, you maybe, take it through. 
It's the pressure of my name, Isa. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, 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 no. Uh, one take, Isa. I, I love that name. Even my write-up for my graduation grad book played with Isa one, which actually isn't even my real name. My real name's Carissa. Uh, Carissa. But Isa came from Cheska, my younger sister. She couldn't pronounce the full name, so it oh. became Ate Isa. That's the okay. history of Isa. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. But I think also I give credit to my theater training. Because in theater, there's no take-twos. Okay. This was so, in Tangkala Ateneo? Is that, is no. that right? Uh, my very first was grade 6. I mean, oh. grade 6, summer workshop, repertory, Philippines. And yeah, I was very active in high school, college. Tanghala, yeah, Tanghala Ateneo. Uh, I even would be hopping in the opposite. The Dulaang UP, the back, uh, repertory. Everything, anything that I could know, blue rep. Na with theater, it is my theater training. And now that I myself am training, I always say when it comes to hosting, get into theater, particularly for events, because that's a stage you're working on. Unlike TV, where you do have take twos, where you can cut, theater training teaches you to go for it, not necessarily get it perfect, but deliver, move on, think on your toes. Those are all theater. Right. You know what? I, I, I remember now. We weren't really batchmates in Ateneo, right? Uh, I think I met you after uh, graduating. We met at the PBA. Yeah. I was a halftime and pregame host, and you were doing the. My Sporting World update. I was a sports my update girl. <laughs> wow. That was, I think, around 2000 or 2000. I was still in college, yeah. I, I did PBA from second year college to the year after I graduated. Wow. Wow. So I was working now while I was in college. <laughs> wow, working student, but yes. even then, that time you were so good. I remember you just being there and doing that. I think we were doing that maybe two, three times a week. Yes, uh, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. So in school, Wednesday, Friday, uh, it would work out, naman eh, kasi the games would be like what between five thirty to seven thirty. So my evening class, I'd actually sometimes go back to Ateneo okay, for my after, evening class. Okay. Yeah, for Philo and Theo. Diba? Philo and Theo classes natin were evening. Right, so right. sometimes, or when you're working on your thesis. But there was always a good window. So I was able to accommodate it during our college days. And if you're wanting to know why even back then, uh, I am the way I am now, why I host. Because being in PBA taught me this. I will never forget this. I think it was my second or third day. Okay. Sir Ronnie, remember Sir Ronnie? Yes, yes. Of course, our, our dear Sir Ronnie. He was the head of programming or, or know, of the PBA at the time. They used to just give me the script on the spot and I had to memorize it while my makeup was being done. <laughs> Walang idiot hold board, on, on. no memorize, teleprompter. Memorize. No, okay. exactly. Yeah. No teleprompter, no writing on Manila paper, yeah. Walang whiteboard. Right. They would just give me a printout of three... Again, it's updates, three news bits, like on tennis, on other, on NBA, on, you know, swimming, whatever other sports, diba? Three updates lang naman. Yung nga, lang naman. But right. I had to memorize it the moment I'd arrive and deliver in an hour's time. Live. Live. With no take-twos. That's the no, Again, point. live. The thing is, I didn't even have support. I didn't even have cue cards. So I had to memorize. And guess what? Of course, I couldn't deliver. There was a day I had I couldn't deliver. It was my second or third time. Huh? I froze oh, for wow. one minute. Really? Live. So it, was live? it was live and it was live. <laughs> yeah, it was never taped. Uh -oh. okay. I was in the middle or at the side of the covered of the of the basketball court, 
And I was live and I could hear sa, sa headset nung floor director ko, Sir Ronnie, what's happening to Isa? <laughs> and I was just this gold blow, think of a blowfish. Like, and then my mouth was just frozen in like, I was like, tennis? Yeah, tapos na sa tennis. Ah, baseball? You know what? It had to happen. I mean, it's not, uh, and after that, I, 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 they had to shut me down. I mean, they like, take her off air. Take her off air. And so it went to break or whatever. It couldn't even be commercial break because commercial breaks are timed. Alam mo yan, di ba? I ran straight to the bathroom, cried my eyes out, went home. And I think either it was at a Wednesday or a Friday, whatever. But I knew I had to report back. And when I came back, I was ready. And I delivered flawlessly that day. But you have to fall. I mean, no journey is easy. But it was a learning experience. And I don't know if that clip is still around. I really was, to my head, it was a full minute. If you have no concept of time, especially kung napapahiya ka, a moment seems longer than it is. Right. But it, it humbles you. Back on, it right. teaches yeah. you, diba? So, I was never the type na when you fall naman, I mean, that's life. When you fall, when you're not, just get back up. And that was just one of those instances I had to learn that. Wow. And again, does it, did it have to get to that para lang matulungan ako na finally give me cue cards, finally give me at least a Manila paper writing of at least the names of players or the score, diba? It was something like Federer beat something with a parang four love, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's three news updates. It sounds so easy now in hindsight. But come on, you're talking to a second, third year college student who's, that was my second TV show. Doing it live. My first TV show was all tape, but this was live. So that was my first experience of live. And ever since then, I've been on my toes. So I will, you know, it's part of the journey. Humbling. Yeah, Humbling. well, to begin with, I can't imagine the Issa Lipton ever freezing in front of a camera. I mean, to me, that's like alien concept to me. Because I had to go through those. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah everybody starts somewhere. No one starts off perfect. No one starts off a master. Diba? So that was part of my journey. And I, I share that story. I share that story till this day when I do workshop, when I'm asked, because it's never perfect. Everyone has their stories. Right. You know, I have my own story, my own PBA story, because that time I was a um, TV reporter for Channel 9. So Ronnie Nathaniels, mm-hmm. because I had met him in a Philippine Sports Writers Association event, invited me to audition for the PBA. And I said, okay, fine. So I made it to the auditions. And apparently they liked me. But what happened was, I was hosting the pregame and halftime of the PBA, but deep down inside, I was really passionate about basketball, right? Mm. So what happened to me was, it would have been a dream job for other guys my age that time, you know, oh. just out of, out of college. But to me, it was like, I was interested in other things, but this might be a stepping stone for something, right? Uh-uh. But, uh, to be honest, basketball is not something that I was really, really passionate about. So what happened was, um, you know, I was doing an okay job, but I remember this one time, very, very distinct in my memory, where, because my partner was Chiki Roa, mm. and she's like a veteran who's so, so good. I mean, she's a master uh, MC host as well. And I remember there's this one conversation that we have on cam, wherein I said that, I, don't, I forget what team it was, but I actually said that the other team was ahead rather than the other team. And she had to correct me, right? And I think that 
that was a very pivotal moment, not for me, but for the Viva Vintage team that they finally say, you know, John, maybe this is not the right thing for you, mm. right? So, you know, uh, make no bones about it, but I, I got axed uh, that day. And I felt that, you know, I, I had it coming because I knew that I was not giving my all. Yes. I, I knew that that time, um, my passions, I think, lay somewhere else. And it takes guts to admit that to yourself. Huh? It takes yes, guts, John. Because it, it hurt. I mean, you, you, one day you're, you're out there being seen by millions of people. You're live in front of camera. It, 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 it was weird because it was the first time in my life that, you know, little kids would come up to me, ask for my autograph, and that was still a thing, right? But, you know, it's, it's, it's also very humbling and also makes you realize that if you're not 100% committed to what you're doing, you are it's going to It's not worth it. Yes, it's and not you're worth going it. to encounter failures like that, like what happened, yes. right? Because I was not fully committed to it. And because of that experience, I think it also lent a lot of desire on my part to succeed, but not maybe in something else. Yes, right? to find what you really want. That's very true, huh? Because also, uh, I, I love the opportunity because you know, I was hosting in PBA. Uh, the year I graduated, Boss Vic offered me a sales job. So actually, the year... 2001 to 2002 or a little I don't know if it went to 2003 I wasn't just a host or, or I wasn't just doing the Milo Sporting World update but I was a sales AE right. and yes you have an opportunity to earn in the seven figure of it's sales you get commission and I was a fresh grad but I my heart wasn't in it right and even if you were good at it because you know for me do the task do the job do it well those are my standards uh, those are, that's my philosophy in life. Whatever's given to you, do it well. But you're right. No matter how great you're at it, you are at something. If your heart is not in it, it's not worth it. Yeah. And you know, Isa, one thing that I, I think is very unique with you, just because you're such an in-demand host, is that you've hosted a lot of these um, launches for different real estate developers, <laughs> right? You are the um, master of masters of ceremonies. It's like when you put yourself out there, people will listen. Um, I'd like to get your opinion on, you know, from the many, uh, I guess, uh, developers' launches that you've hosted, is there any trend that you feel um, you've seen in the past that's continuing up till now? Or is there, do you feel there's something that's, that's quite new with the, especially now you're doing a lot of these online virtual press conferences and, and events and, and, and all that. What do you feel is, is, is coming up in terms of the real estate industry? If not necessarily coming up or if not necessarily called a trend, but finally lang na ginagawa na talaga, it's sustainability. Okay. You really have to think of, it's not just environment. Again, sustainability, there's a trio. It's a pyramid, right? People, economy, environment. Those are the three things when you talk about sustainability. And uh, it's not just for certain real estate groups, but it's really being echoed everywhere. Uh, any industry, everyone talks about sustainability now. And then real estate, you know, people sometimes would scrimp on materials or on the design. Basta, one size fits all, you, you know, whatever. There's different ways of of talking about, basta, this is our way. But now it's leveling that field because you do want to think of the future. This isn't just na, 
Oh, five to ten years guaranteed. No, it's forever. It's really thinking about the future. So sustainable, and it's been around forever. If you think about it, kahit 60s, 70s, iniisip na yun eh, diba? Diba? I mean, design, people say, yeah, it, it, it shifts. Design, you know, obviously 60s look or 70s look is not what you see now. Pero it's the idea are behind it. Good ventilation, uh, maximum use of sunlight, of energy. Think of the people uh, working in there, living in there. Diba? Now, it's not just a space. It's not just a box. You always see you out there. Um, you're, you're in front of the camera, in front of the stage. We know your personal style, right? <laughs> but what's your, what's your home style? Like, uh, how do you relax at home? I mean, I see there over in your backdrop, your background, you have flowers, you know, you have a life from theater, right? So, I'm still living, I'm actually, these are all my mom's stuff. My mom okay. was a lover of antiques. She's talaga yung old Manila homes, yung malalaking windows na may kapis na sliding window doors. Yes, yes, sliding yes. Ano. That's my mom. And these okay. are my mom's stuff. I, this is my setup also because I'm also doing the recordings for uh, NCCA, National Commission for Culture and the Arts. So okay. that abaniko, di ba? I brought all those out. Magchi-change, change to, depending sa episode namin ni wow. John. So, but this is... Okay. Yeah, I still, I mean, I sure, I have some virtual background, ano, pero it's okay. I still prefer actual space. So, you know, uh, but my personal, to be honest, I'm, I don't have one yet. I'm developing it. Uh, so far, the only thing, I make do with what I have. Have I actually gone out and shopped and designed a space or have a space of my own? Before in my home, my first home, when I, uh, uh, got married, siyempre, you played around there. Pero, no, it, my personal one, it's still a work in progress. A work in progress. So, yeah, for now, definitely, where I am at this point in my life, uh, I like being around the stuff I grew up with. That's why I feel my mom's present. My mom passed away when I was 15. So, seeing the antiques around me, seeing the little knickknacks, it gives comfort to me. And again, in a time of now where, yeah, you have the means to just shop, home improvement and all that, I've actually been advocating use what you already have because times are tough. I remember seeing one of your Facebook posts where you said, okay, this is my setup. And yeah, you described your setup. It was very, very Spartan. It was just, you know, an old light. Yeah, exactly. The, the light that you showed us now. Mm-mm. And even, you know, you don't even have a special mic for it. No. Um, now, now lang sponsored. Thank you to Dr. Carl Balita. Here, <laughs> I have a lapel na. Diba? These are all, ano lang, naisig sa yun na yan. I was yeah. like, hey, thank you. Uh, it, yeah. it, it's, it comes in handy. So, in your case, it's really, it's, it's you. I mean, you don't have to sugarcoat or, or no. over-decorate um, no. how you rep- represent yourself because it's really you. You are the talent and, you know, it's really what comes out of your mouth that, that is of value and not Oh, but I teach though. I teach though that it's important, ah, a clean black wall. I mean, you do. I think this is the production side of me because uh-huh. I also did AD, assistant director work. I grew up in sets production, so it, I'm not just in front of the camera. Like camera levels, na level it up. Kailangan eye level. This is what I teach, by the way, in my online presence and delivery webinars. Uh, being in a production set, 
observing people like cameramen, director of photographies, sound men, uh, production design, PD, all those. I learned. So, pagdating dito sa bahay, when I had to do my Ay. setup, I wasn't thinking about it na. Like, ayan pa nga, backlight, look at me, ayan, di ba? Nice. So, those were, the, those were the basics. The key, the fill. And I never went to school. Well, I did. Yeah. We took it up in production naman in college yeah. under direct Mariludia Sabaya. Di ba? Wow. We had to do your own short films. So, yeah, production-wise, I absorbed it. And I just found myself aut- automatically applying it at home. What would be your tip uh, I guess uh, a couple of tips you can share for those who are probably setting up their own Zoom or, or Google Meets or Microsoft Teams uh, calls. What would be your tip for them to set up properly in terms of lighting, uh, angles, etc.? Attend my online impact upgrade, <laughs> your That's online cool. presence and delivery webinar if you want the full deal. <laughs> but... I do, I do that once a month. I also do group bookings. Nag-plug it, right? Under one lit corp. Uh, but yeah, basic is frontal light. And obviously with light, you need to highlight this most of all. It's your eye area. 100 oh. years of cinema or you know, being born into a time of movies already, of visual watching, be it TV, online, whatever. It's taught us na basta may shadow sa mata or madark yung area na to, you are uh, a, an untrustworthy person. Ooh, okay. So never cast shadows on your on your face. On your because face. hello, look at the bad guys in any movie. Wait, I know. I have a little bit of shadow right now. So do I look like a bad guy? I mean I'm bald and no, actually with you I'd say a little powder. A little powder. A little powder. You need to map up. <laughs> but your lighting's great. Sorry? Yeah. Your lighting's great actually okay, Jack. Yeah. So it should be because I'm I'm a TV producer, so yes, you just have to have that down pat, right? But yes, I do agree. Um, my wife mom, mom did not give me. Uh, she usually gives me these blue uh, paper strips. The oil. So, <laughs> Good job, Monica. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you want to get technical about it, you know, fill is definitely that's why it's called fill. Uh, if you have a light in front of you, it'll cast shadows. So you want to eliminate the shadows, but softly. So yun yung pang mga under your chin, uh, at the side of your nose, diba? So that's what it's called fill light. I actually have two lights here, or okay. one light lang. Uh, there are three. Key, front, fill to, to soften the shadows and to give you dimension. And last is you want to be separated from your background. That's why it's a backlight. Wow. And for me, I directly put it behind me. That's why I look like a ha- my halo glow, eh, nice. diba? Nice. Or just separate it para hindi ka mukhang part of the wall. That's right. why that lamp is also there. So, lighting-wise, uh, just as long as your face is illuminated. And then sound, you know what? Explore the medium. Be competent enough to know your mic, your, your mic, and your video. Para you know what you look like. Use your phone, even. You know, know what, how you sound like. Those are tips I give in my... Webinars naman. Again, I go into full detail. You'll see how I break it down more if you attend. Uh, but you again, you'd think these were obvious. But until I pointed out, they were like, ah, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> and again, I think it's my production background. <laughs> it's not me necessarily just as a host. It's because I help set it up or... Uh, again, being an assistant director, I direct the talents, I direct other hosts. Diba? So. 
Great. Great to have you here, Isa. And I think in the next episodes, I think we'll get more into that. And like you said, you know, if people really want to do it the quote-unquote professional way, then they should get in touch with you for, for your work you. for that. Check out at One Lit Corp, uh, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> there you go. So, Isa, I think it's time to bring in our other co-host, Jules. So, Jules, welcome back. Hey, guys. Back. Hi. Hi. Great, great to have the both of you here. It's, it's such uh, an honor and a pleasure to have the two of you. You know, uh, Jules, one thing no, that uh, I'm sure you're not aware, but Isa over here was actually um, oh, one of my first choices for the female host of Realty TV, Philippine Woo-hoo. Realty TV. Ooh, of course. It's, uh, it's, it, 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 it's, it's something that never happened back in 2008, but eventually happened a couple yeah. of years ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing there this. There was this network thing. <laughs> if you're showing up in one network, you cannot show up in the other. Exactly. Oh. exactly. Back in the day. <laughs> so how do you ladies feel that um, we're embarking on this together? I know it's a very interesting time for the industry. So um, what are your thoughts? Do you have any fears about um, what we're going to be going through in the next year and in your respective careers as well, because um, a lot of things have been disrupted and um, you know, you, you are doing a lot in terms of both your corporate side and also your, your side hustles. So what do you feel is going to be, um, I guess the next uh, step for, for you guys? Yeah, it's a tall order to be, you know, part of a platform that will talk about relevant topics in the industry and we know that real estate affects 50 industries right it gives millions of jobs to people and and with this current pandemic i've seen a lot of behavioral changes with the market Um, businesses have pivoted and i feel that to be part of a platform that will help them thrive in this current situation is an honor so i'm excited to be honest Nice. I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, we are but observers, contributors, hopefully, in our own right, you know, in our own way. Uh, definitely not necessarily the experts, but we are the medium and a venue for experts to talk. So, yeah, uh, it's a way to contribute. It's a way to uh, have an ear, more than an ear out. It's really a small but active role. So, no matter what happens, you're you're pretty much in the midst of it. It's, if not fully in the middle, you're part of it. And I think that will help a lot of people because don't forget, real estate really is a big part of any economy. So you all, whether or not it's something you're actively working in, it affects you. <laughs> true, true. From cradle to, gr- to grave, actually. <laughs> yeah. And that grave is big business. Uh. It's not, it may not be sexy, but... You know, uh, my, my wife and I, Monica, uh, we, we know of uh, someone who used to be in the leisure category, um, but they've transitioned to the, uh, you said it right, right, Jules, the grave. I mean, they're, they're doing memorial, uh, the memorial business now. And it's no joke. It's, you know, everyone dies <laughs> eventually, and that, that is really good business. And I think there are a lot of opportunities out there that people do not readily see, I think, in terms of the landscape, um, you, you automatically think, okay, residential market, right? 
But there are a lot of other lucrative, interesting, though not sexy, businesses that um, people, if they just see the potential and they get into it, I think there's a lot of um, uh, you know, business that can be made from, from these sectors. Um, I think Injapsia in particular is one of those people who has seen, uh, I guess, the, the, the market gaps that if you penetrate it at the right time with the right partners, um, I think he's case in point of just how right, like recently um, his IPO uh, with Double Dragon um, gained tremendous headway just because I think people are recognizing that there, there are market gaps that if you fill, um, can create a lot of uh, wealth value for, for you and your state. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I, think, I, I think the more people realize this, I think the more sophisticated our, our investment uh, landscape will be uh, down the road. So uh, it's, it's very exciting, particularly now. I think this pandemic is bound to create a lot of new markets. And um, I think the gaps are, are widening for new players to come in as well. True. And even for local government units, the digitalization that developers have done and the change in behavior when it comes to um, looking for your own home. Gone are the days that you, you just go to a model unit on site. Now you, you have to do virtual tours. You have to service clients online and be prepared. Um, I think talking to local government units, um, representatives of, of the LGUs is also a good um, opportunity for us to, to learn more and for them to hear from the market as well. Um, even questions from our audience, I think I'm excited to hear from them, um, their concerns, especially the, the young home seekers who are still navigating around this uh, property market. Isa, what about you? Um, what, what do you feel is going to be, um, I guess, yes. the, the, I mean, from your experience, I think uh, amongst the three of us, you're really the one who has worked with so many companies in different capacities uh, for events, for TV shows, for your own company. Um, what's your sentiment on, on, on how you feel the market is responding now? I know that prior to COVID, uh, you've been so busy that sometimes you would even take a motorcycle to get from one gig to another just so that you can make it, despite the traffic, you would make it to your five events in one day, right? But now all of a sudden that's halted and, you know, you're doing this uh, from your house, from your home. Yes, and now those five events are easier because I don't have to hop on a motorcycle. You just click on a button. (laughs) But... You know what, John, that busyness is an indication of how the Philippines is trying. It's definitely putting in the effort to keep moving, to keep going. Uh, And from SMEs to the big players, everyone is doing their part. Actually, it's it's really a level playing field for all, because now it's just your number one great ideas, even if it hindi pa nagagawa. Because we are in a territory, we're in an era that it's stuff you wouldn't have thought of before. Diba? So it's just up to your creativity, up to whatever opportunities you can make for yourself. If you, obviously, if you're talking about company, companies, what you can provide for your employees. Oh, that's another thing I really do have to applaud. Everyone is doing their part to, to reach out, to find solutions they care for their people, diba? I mean, yes, you've heard of the so many 
industries shutting down, so many companies and brands shutting down, but there are also those who are just keeping afloat and looking for ways to just keep going. So it is such a very, very interesting time. And one size does not fit all. Talagang you'd be surprised from the smallest of players. And this is a micro-entrepreneur's play uh, ground now. Right. It's not anymore the big players. It's really every home is, is an entrepreneurial venture <laughs> because you have something to offer. And as, as long as the pandemic is around, your market is your next door neighbor, two streets away from you, you know, stuff like that. So it's very, very exciting. Sky's the limit. Right. Sky's the limit. And you're right, be it whatever company I'm exposed to because I, I get to be part of their events, online events, they're not stopping. And when you hear the idea, some similarities, yes, but some also just out of the blue. And it's so interesting. Yeah, even Jules, you yourself, I think you started this small business also of, uh, I think you're creating furniture right oh, now. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Because, um, well, I haven't been accepting interior styling projects right now because of health risks. Um, and my fiance's business, my supposed husband no March pa. <laughs> but because of the lockdown, Isa, I wasn't able, you weren't here. Um, uh, yeah, na postpone. Don't worry. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so we thought of um, creating a, an avenue for the workers as well to work from home. Um, because, you know, hindi lang naman professionals or office workers are supposed to be working from home. We also have to give opportunities for laborers to also work from home and be safe from exposure. So um, um, we thought of creating rustic furniture pieces. These are easy to do. And what we did was, because of the work from home, boom, people have been updating their workspaces at home. And we wanted to create a venue for them to order online, easy, safe, and inexpensive as well. So we've been creating work desks and all that um, to sustain also our, our workers' livelihood. You know, it pushes you to be creative, um, to be resilient, and to move forward. And you know that you're you're a living proof, Jules. That this is really what I love about this time: uh, the buy and support local. It lumabas yung bayanihan, bayanihan spirit ng Pinoy, de ba? I mean, I can't speak for other countries. Shempre, we're not living there. Pero dito lumabas talaga yung uy yung tulungan natin yung kaibigan ko, tulungan natin yung neighbor ko. You know, hashtag buy support locals for locals and all those things. It comes out. Guess what? Pinoy's care for each other talaga. Isn't that just so heartwarming? Yeah. I mean, in the, in the best of times, competition. Competitive. Akin yan. Akin to. Diba? But in the worst of times, it brings out the best in right. some people. And I, am, I love being witness, a witness to that. I really do. Even the ones who pivoted talaga, like the... Flight attendants who became bakers, former hotel uh, bellboy who became a plantito, and and yeah, food, food suppliers. Yeah. Exactly. exactly, food suppliers. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yep. amazing. And you know, <laughs> yep. this podcast is a pivot as well because with Philippine Realty TV, uh, I mean, it's hard to physically go to the production shoots. Showroom, exactly. The production <laughs> shoots, the showrooms. 
so we figured podcasting would be a great medium because of the way we interact. I mean, we can do this from home. Uh, and at the same time, if a buyer cannot go to a showroom, then this is something that they can do from the comforts of their home. It's like we're bringing the showroom to the ears of the listeners. So I think this is a way that we can also continue uh, what we've been doing in the past. So Philippine Realty TV has been there for since 2008, uh, 18 seasons already. And I think this is a natural progression for us. And I'm really happy, guys, that you're, you're here with me right now because I think we've gone full circle. Now, those were very early days, not Jules. I think that time we were all, we did a feature one time with Paris Hilton. Yes. With you guys. I think you yes. were launching a new project and Paris was the ambassador for that. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. That was an experience. Um, she went here twice, actually. The second time she went here, her manager wasn't able to come with her. So guess who became her road manager? <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's an oh experience. Take us through that experience. What was it like uh, with the Paris Hilton? What was that experience like for you? It, it was an eye-opener. Um, Shampre, before she arrived, I was telling myself, how can I you know, ask a billionaire to follow me? <laughs> to manage manage her because like you know who am i um but but fortunately she's very professional and and you know her persona on cam is totally different yep i heard that too i heard that too it's a character it's a character and and so she's not a ditzy blonde at all no she's super smart (laughs) apparently even her voice her voice and her no it's it's not her it, yes, the voice is different. That's why when I met her, but this is her. <laughs> her her voice is, sounds different, and and she's a businesswoman, talaga. From the from the moment she wakes up, the first thing, um, the first phone call is about her empire, talking to her people, and she's really um, conscious about press, the press. She she really asked me, how was it? Are we are we gonna be on the front page and all that? Um, so she's she's a serious uh, professional, and and. It was fun working with her, um, and there was a time when all of the shoots were done, the events were done, uh, we did the, the launch already, and then the, the photo shoots and video shoots, and she wanted to go to the club to dance, and I was like, you know, part of me wants to like, okay, party with her, but of course, I have I had to be professional, um, so yeah, we went to the, to the bar, to the club, and danced the night away. <laughs> it was so fun. So you partied in Manila with Paris Hilton? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then after that, she even sent us that text message. Uh, Thank you for taking care of me and it was nice working with you. And I was like, oh my God, can I just frame this? <laughs> nice. That's always great to have. <laughs> right? I mean, to, for, for her to, um, she, she, she did say in her interview that she loved, um, she loves working with Filipinos. Well, what's not to love? That's why <laughs> Filipinos are all over the place, all, all around the globe. And right now, uh, I think people will be able to have an appreciation wherever they are of um, what we do here in the country and, and the exciting projects that we have and the developments and, and everything. It's so, so dynamic, the real estate and construction industry here in the Philippines. And I believe um, this platform is really going to serve a role in the industry, whether you're here or whether you're an investor abroad trying to see if there are opportunities here. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, the two of you are here on this journey with me because I think the next couple of years are going to be really exciting for yep. both the real estate and construction industries here in our country. There's been a lot of talk about this continuous growth 
which is quite unusual because with every cycle, there's bound to be a, a down cycle. But, you know, uh, so far we're proving that the industry's been very, very, um, uh, what's the word, Jules? Uh, resilient. Resilient. I'm, I'm quite excited for what's to come. Yay, me too. And we're part of it. We're making it happen. We're helping <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> okay, so Jules, Isa, would you like to uh, give our listeners just an idea of how you will be of your role in the show and, and I guess how you will also give them a sneak peek into your lives as well. So yeah, if you want to listen in, at least uh, yeah, learn a thing or two about what's happening in the real estate industry, hopefully I'm asking the right questions for you. And if you want me to ask a question, that's the point. That's the whole point as well, that this is going to be interactive. We do welcome comments. We welcome suggestions. We welcome your feedback. So don't think that this is all up to us. We're simply a venue, a medium to, to be of service for you. So yeah, listen in the conversations. Isn't that what's amazing now? The world is so much smaller with technology. Information is literally at the tip of your fingers. All you need to do is listen. True. As for me, hi, I'm Jules, and you know, I, I, I feel so lucky to be part of this industry. I, I grew up with the industry, and hopefully, um, my personal experiences and you know my my attempt to learn more about the industry is something of relevance to your lives. If you're a millennial who's a home home seeker a business owner who's part of the industry, we hope that this platform will help you um, showcase your work, your craft, and also become a venue to start conversations, relevant conversations, questions that you may have that, you know, the Google hasn't answered yet. Listen to us. <laughs> Maybe we can help you along the way. And yes, Isa's right. We welcome feedback, comments, suggestions. Just reach out to us and we can talk about it in our episodes. Yep. And finally, I'm John Aguilar. Um, I started out in the real estate industry about 2008 when I started producing Philippine Realty TV. So I came into the industry knowing nothing about real estate, about construction. But eventually, I worked my way towards building my own house, eventually getting a, a, a broker's license and really participating in the industry that I now love very, very much. And I think what we aim to do in this podcast is really to be able to give a venue for our partners and also for ourselves to also experience the things that you yourselves also experience back home. And I think through this podcast, it's going to open a lot of eyes and hopefully create value in this industry that creates a lot of wealth and prosperity for, for, for the nation. So. I feel that if we do our job right, then you should walk away from every episode knowing a little bit something more about real estate, about construction, about design. And it is my sincere wish that um, you also, in your own ways, create value in this industry. Because real estate is something that anyone can get into. Maybe you don't have the funds right now, but you can work towards your own personal investment or even participate whether as a broker, a designer, eventually a builder, you know, there is so much opportunity out there. And we hope that you join us in the next weeks, months, years of Realty TV podcast as we bring to you 
the best of real estate now to direct straight to your homes. So on behalf of Isa Litton and Jules Cruz, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you in the next Realty TV podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.